sermon that he gave us outside the box. And we came to the revelation, wisdom, and knowledge that if you ever wanted to see someone who lived and preached outside the box, you had to pay special attention to our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And we say that because when Jesus taught, he taught things that was completely <clears throat> against the norm. He taught things that would mind that was mind-boggling. And, and this scripture that we just read this morning is a prime example because he says, blessed are you who are poor. And he says, blessed are you who hunger now. And blessed are you who weep now. And blessed are you when people hate you. And when you hear those, that scripture, that when you hear those words, something has got to rise up in your spirit and say, no, how, how can these things be blessings? But what we have to do is we just got to hold on for a minute because our Lord and Savior is teaching us some of the principles of the kingdom of God. And Jesus is beginning to teach the disciples and those that are in the crowd and us that the mindset of believers in Christ has got to be radically changed. Amen. He is teaching and he is showing them that the mindset of those who go by the name of Christ cannot be the same old mindset that they had before they were saved. So Jesus is, is coming up and he's saying some things that, you know, just would blow our mind. And last week we looked at the scripture, the part of the scripture that said, blessed are the poor. And we examined that. I'm not going to preach it again. Get the sermon from last week. But we had two points that God showed us in that. He said, explaining what it meant when it said, blessed are the poor. He said, you have to realize that there was a lot of poor people in the congregation that Jesus was preaching to or in the crowd that was there. And those people had been taught that because they were poor, that they were insignificant in the sight of God. Okay, they had been taught that because they were not financially prosperous, that that meant that God was not blessing them. And there are some people even today that have that same mindset that they think and they believe that if you're not financially up here, that God is withholding his blessings from you. But God said last week, and he's telling you again today, that don't allow anyone to put you in kind of any kind of cubby hole. Don't allow anyone to categorize you and say, because you are poor or because you are black or because you're white or because you're a man or because you're what, that God cannot bless you. Okay, God wanted you to see last week, and like I said, get the sermon, that God's blessings are not contingent on your social standing, but your God's blessings are contingent on God's promises. Amen. And I'm going to say that again because I don't think you got it. God's blessings are not contingent on your social standing, but God's blessings are contingent on what he promises in his word. Okay, so that's where the blessings come from. But when we read that same verse in Matthew 5, 
Matthew added a little bit more to it. He didn't just say, blessed are the poor, but he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And God is showing us from this, and like I said, I'm not going to preach that sermon again, but God is showing us that you can be not only financially poor, but you can be spiritually poor as well. You can not only be fine, and it is worse. That's why God said, blessed are you if you are poor. God said, if you are poor financially, you could always get rich. But if you are, stay in the state of being fine, uh, uh, thank you, Lord, uh, poor spiritually, that's going to affect the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. So God said, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. But notice what he says next. That was last week's sermon. Like I said, get it and you'll get the full message. What does he start off with this morning? He starts off with this morning and saying, blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will. How does that apply in the physical realm. Now we're not going to talk about the spiritual realm right now. Where it talks about in Matthew. But we're going to talk about the physical realm. How can God say. Blessed are you. If you're poor. And brothers and sisters in Christ. You have got to understand and realize. That God is not advocating. That he wants people to live in poverty. He is not advocating that he wants people to be poor because too many times in scripture, he talks about us being blessed, about us having more than enough, about us having more to share with us. So God is not advocating here that he wants us to stay in poverty physically and he doesn't want anybody to think, well, he's saying if we're poor now, well, you know, it'll be better for us when we get to heaven. That's not what God is teaching. God is saying here, you are blessed if you're poor. You say, how, how is it that he's saying, if I'm poor, I'm blessed? I want you to think about that this for a minute. And I, I would like to, you know, if it was Bible study, I would, I would ask you the, the question, but I'm not going to, you know, do that. But says, God is saying to you, you're blessed if you're poor. Or in other words, God says, you're blessed when you're in a struggle. You're blessed, amen. Amen. When you're in blessed are you when you're poor? He's saying, Blessed are you when you're in a struggle. When you're in a struggle, if your situation causes you to turn to God, you're blessed. You're blessed if your struggle causes you to come to the revelation, wisdom, and knowledge that God is your source of supply. You are blessed. God said you are blessed if in your struggle it causes you to fall to your knees and say, Lord, I can't handle this on myself. I need you to move in and I need you to take over the circumstance. God says that's when you're blessed. When you're in the struggle and the struggle turns you to God. God uses the word hungry 
instead of struggle. Because everybody in here can identify with being hungry. Everybody in here can identify with being hungry. Because if you don't eat every day, you know that some some things are going to happen inside of your body, right? You know you're not going to be able to live long without taking in the proper nourishment, right? So God uses the word hungry because God is saying to you what he has uh, said in Matthew 5, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. God is saying that what he wants you to do is he wants you to understand that when you're hungry, you're you're focused. If you're hungry, you're going to search through those cabinets. You're going to get in the car and drive somewhere. You're going to remain, you're going to go where you need to go in order to get your needs met. Is is that right? So God uses that analogy to say that when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, that you should hunger in the same way for God, in the same way and even more than you do for food. The hunger that you have for God. How many times? I I, I just, you know, I don't want to beat it up and whatever, but I want you to think about the gnawing or the grumbling rumbling of your stomach and all of this other kind of stuff when you know it's time to eat. Right. And you don't even have to be starving. You know, it's time to eat because you're hungry. Well, God said he wants that same kind of rumbling and so forth to go inside your spirit when you are starting to drift away from God, when you're not being fed by God, when you are not receiving the things of God and allow. Thank you, Lord. Allowing them. I have water, baby. Thank you. Allowing them to make a change inside of you. So God said to remind you. So you remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, man does not live by what? He doesn't live by bread alone. He lives by what? Every word that proceeds or comes out of the mouth of God. The question for you this morning is, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? Do you hunger? Oh, hallelujah. Do you hunger to hear the word of God? Do you hunger to study the word of God? Do you hunger to have additional revelation, wisdom, and knowledge of the word of God so it can uh, help to lead and guide you in the direction that you're supposed to go. God said, blessed are you if you're hungry. You're blessed if you're hungry. If you're hungry in a struggle and that struggle turns you to God. If you're hungry in the struggle and the struggle makes you realize that God is the source of yours, you're blessed. But God said you're also blessed when you start to hunger and thirst for the things of God. So you have to examine yourself because I don't know how hungry you are for the word of God. I don't know if you can go a day without eating the word of God. Can you go a day? Can you go two days 
Can you go? How many days can you go without eating the word? You can go. We, we do fast and things like that. You know, we know how difficult it is to give up different meals. How many days can you go without food? You say, Pastor, I, I can't fast but one day or two days or three. But how many days can you fast or can you go without eating the word of God? How many days can you go without worshiping and talking to God? And I'm not talking about talking to him for five minutes, ten minutes. I'm talking about you sitting down and talking to him. How, how hungry, how hungry are you? God said, blessed will you be if you're hungry, for yours will be the kingdom of God. Amen? Let's go to the next one. Blessed are you who weep now. Weep means to cry. God said, blessed are you if you cry. What? Blessed are you if you cry, for you're going to laugh. Now, he already said, blessed are you if you're poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. But we know that God is talking about the fact that he does not want money to be our, our source of supply. He wants God to be our source of supply. We know all of that. He says, blessed are you, thank you, Jesus, if you're hungry. He wants you to have a hunger and thirst for almighty God. Now he says, blessed are you if you cry, for you will laugh. Now, we're going to look at the laugh first. I want you to know, or you probably remember, there used to be a song when I was younger. I don't know how much younger, but it was like, girls just want to have fun. Y'all remember that song? Do you remember the beer commercial that says, you only go around once in life, so grab the gusto? You remember that beer commercial? Well, that's the way a, a whole lot of people live. They live for the weekend. They live for the party. I worked all week long. I can't wait to Friday so I can go out here. And they go out here and they get involved in a whole lot of things that uh, they don't want to. <laughs> they get involved in a whole lot of things that perhaps they shouldn't. They, they live for the, the weekend and then some people, they get involved in drugs, they get in, involved in sexual activity, they get in draw, involved in drinking to oblivion, you know, they get involved and all they want to know is, where is the party and am I going to have fun? So they consider themselves laughing. But that's who God is addressing in this scripture when God says, woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. What is God saying? God is not saying that there's anything wrong with laughter. Mm -hmm. God tells us in his word that laughter is good medicine for the bones. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said? He said laughter is good medicine for the heart. So it's not that God doesn't want us to have a good time. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to laugh and have joy and all of that. But God wants our joy to not be focused on the things of the world or the party of the weekend. But God wants our joy to be centered in him. Amen. God wants our, God said, you, you know, you're people laughing and, and drinking and having their part. But when the time comes to stand before the Lord. All that laughter is going to be gone. All right. God is letting us know. He says, your joy is not to be wrapped up. 
Remember, I told you as we started this, and I, I ask you all, please, to just pray and get this, that God is trying to show us. Jesus is teaching and preaching outside the box. He's not teaching and preaching the norm that people would want to hear. But God is trying to show us as believers that the way we think and the way that we live is to be so radically different from the people of the world. Amen. The way we think and the way that we live is supposed to be so radically different that people can look at us and they can see the God in us without us even opening up our, our mouths. God says, okay, you're laughing now, but the day will come when you're going to be crying. But the part that I want us to center on is not that. It says, blessed are you who weep now. Blessed are those of you who weep down, who cry now. What do you think God wants you to be weeping and crying about? Why would God say that? That you're blessed if you're weeping and crying. Why would he say that? Anybody have an idea? And don't give me a long thing. Just anybody <laughs> have a long idea, Tom? They would be weeping and crying for those that don't know them. Amen. God says, Last night I laid on my bed and, and the tears didn't flow, but my heart was whatever. There are so many people in this world that are dying without knowing Jesus. There's so many people in this world that are hurting, that have no one to show them love, no one to give them a kind word. We have what they call throwaway children that you know, these children are not important, so their lives can be taken or they could be, you know, just put into whatever system and forgotten. We got people whose lives are hooked on, on alcohol and drugs. God said he wants you to hurt so much for the lost in this world that it brings tears to your eyes. That you fall on your knees weeping and crying for your loved one that's hooked on drugs. That you fall on your knees weeping and crying for your loved one that's hooked on alcohol. That you fall on your knees weeping and crying for the young women that are out here trying to raise children by themselves. That you fall on your knees weeping and crying for all the things that God are going on. God said if you have a heart for people. You can believe, you can believe and you can be sure that you're going to be blessed. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, that's how God works. That's how he works. If your concern is not always just wrapped up in you, me, mine, us four, and no more. As long as it's just wrapped up in you and your family. You can laugh and whatever now. God said, forget it. He said, I want your heart to break. When you see the injustices that are going on in this world, I want your heart to break. And, and I wasn't, I'm going to, when you see people being taught lies from the word of God and taught, being taught the lies like they're true, you have got to make sure that your tears causes you to fall to your knees and pray. God said, blessed are you if you cry now, Adrian. I don't want you just crying or you sitting around feeling sorry for you. God is not talking about that. 
It's not talking about you sitting around crying because, uh, you know, things are not going to, you cry when your children are not walking the way you would. There is a scripture that says, I have, a parent has no greater joy than to see their child walking with the Lord. You cry when your kids are not walking. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh with joy and whatever when the day comes and you can walk in the glory arm in arm with your family. Then mm-hmm. wouldn't that be an amazing thing? Oh, yes. To walk arm in arm into glory yeah. with your mate and your children all lined up. All of them going to be with you forever in heaven with the Lord. Amen. And get too emotional. Okay, let's do the last one. Blessed are you who weep now. We already did that one. It says, okay, um, God said, oh, I had to tell you this. He says, what he's trying to show you is that your mindset has got to be changed. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole, the, your mind, the way you think, it's got to be changed. You cannot continue to think the way that you think and think that you're going to walk with God. You cannot continue to think the way you think and think you go to, I know there's a lot of thinking in there, but yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. I'm getting ready to give it to you. Romans 12, 2. God said, it's my son, one of my son's favorite verses. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. Your mind. God's trying to renew your mind. He's trying to change the way that you think. Oh, hallelujah. You are grounded in the word. Thank you, Jesus. Let's get back to the last one. Thank you, Jesus. It says, blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and reject your name as evil. And the key phrase here is because of the son of man. Because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets of old. Blessed are you when men hate you. Our young children, I, I wish my, uh, my uh, sweetheart, granddaughter had been here today to see this. But young people, not just young people, but in school, they like popularity. They, they seek after being popular. Right. They want to be part of the in crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that. We were the same way when, when we were young and so forth. But it's not just young people that want to be part of the in crowd, but it's older people as well. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to walk around and think that people are hating them. And we don't want to walk around knowing that people are going to exclude us and they're saying all kind of nasty things behind. Nobody wants that. But notice what this says. Blessed are you when men hate you because of me. Because of me. God said, if you are being excluded from the crowd because of your faith in Christ, you're blessed. If you are being excluded from the uh, 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 popular group in school because you talk about God, you're blessed. God says, if you have a, a group of homeboys or homegirls that used to like to hang out with you, 
But they don't like to hang out with you no more because you talk too much about Jesus. You're blessed. Do you see that? God said, blessed are you when people start to back off from you because you're just too much into God. God said, you're going to rejoice and you're going to leap for joy. So the thing you have to ask yourself this morning, okay, you have to ask yourself this morning, have I sold out Jesus? Have I sold out Jesus? Because is no one starting to back off from me because of my faith? Because if they can't see your faith, you just like them, that you're still part of the group. So how much have you sold Jesus out? Because in order for you to still remain in the crowd, you got to continue doing some of the things that you're doing or that you were doing. But God is teaching us outside the box. You cannot be like everybody else. You have got to be, I know your children, I taught my children this, and I know that you have taught your children that, especially when they were younger. You don't have to, like, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody, I used to tell my kids that all the time. Everybody's not going to, I said, they didn't like the Lord, they ain't going to like you. But that should not be a thing that causes you to want to say, well, I want to be accepted. So I'm going to go along to get along. God said, blessed are you when men hate you, revile you, and so forth because of the name of Christ. One thing the Lord showed me on the bed last night, and he said, Joanne, remind them that when you walk with Christ, these are the things that you're going to expect to happen. These are the things that are going to happen. When you, walk, when you walk in accordance to God's word, when you walk the way God ordained for you to walk, there's an old cliche, I don't know if it's a cliche, that says, if everybody's talking good about you, you better check yourself out. Because you're missing the mark somewhere. If people don't have nothing but good things to say, if they never have anything, oh, she's to this, or she's to that, or he's to that, if they never have anything negative to say, you better check it. Because you're not doing what God has called you to do. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So how do we sum this up? We sum this up by saying, it's, it's okay to be rich. God is not saying that he doesn't want you to have money, but he doesn't want money to have you. He doesn't want money to take you from your family. He doesn't want money to take you from your church. He doesn't want money to take you from worship, whatever. There's nothing wrong with having money. How can you bless and be a blessing to somebody else if you don't have anything to share with anybody, right? So God has no problem with you having wealth. God has no problem with you enjoying yourself. But he says, learn to enjoy yourself in me. Right. Learn to enjoy yourself in me. Learn to be able to have a good time and still be living the way God has called you to live. And if people talk negatively about you, the way you sum it up, they say, what can I expect? I'm a reflection of Jesus. And look what they did to my Lord. 
Amen. Amen. Living outside the box. Jesus teaches different from everybody. He don't teach you just what you want to hear. And he has to make pastor into one of those pastors that don't just preach what you want to hear, but just to give you what the word of God said. Amen. Blessed are you Amen. if you're poor. Amen. Blessed are you if you're hungry. Blessed are you if you're weeping. Blessed are you if people country uh, talk evil and so forth about you, as long as it's because of your faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen, amen. amen. and amen. Let us pray. Yes. Father God, we love you. Yes. We love you, Lord. Yes. We're thinking outside the box. We are not going to be confined inside the box. We're not going to allow people to label us, Lord. We're not going to allow people to make us feel whatever because we are Christians. You know, sometimes, oh, well, I got to calm down a little bit. That's what they tried to do, this lady on television. Uh, 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 her name's Tabitha Brown or something. But they tried to calm her down and say, well, you can't be talking about Jesus and all this and have this TV program. And God has just blessed that woman. And every way she turns is just some other kind of blessing that's coming out. Because she told him, I'm not going to change for you or anybody. And this is what you have to do. Lord, we love you. We bless you and we exalt you. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Or a matter of fact, no, let's stand. We're going to stand and sing this song. We've come this far by faith. Amen. We've come this far. <laughs>